Hi, welcome back to another episode with Pastor Scott Huffman from Lighthouse Church Ministries. Today's message is John, greatest man born of women. All right, let's take our Bibles, shall we? Hold them up, repeat after me. This is my Bible. This is my Bible. It was written for me. It was written for me. I am what it says I am. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. I can do what it says I can do. Today my mind is alert. Today my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My heart is receptive. The spirit of faith and victory is rising up in me. The spirit of faith and victory is rising up in me. I'm growing in favor with God and with men. I'm growing in favor with God and with men. The power of the word is changing my life. The power of the word is changing my life. I will never be the same. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, name, amen. amen. Praise God. We have believed, therefore we speak forth the word of God. Hallelujah. Dad, should we do some shout-outs? Sure. Let's talk to a few people, shall we? And Casey, let us know if anyone's on Instagram. Um, We have Josh. Hey, Josh. Hello, Josh. We have the Azeltines. Hope you guys are feeling better. Hey, Azeltines. See you on. Praise God. And um, we have a few more friends joining, so just make sure to comment so we can see who you are. Join in. Okay. Okay. Corey, Scott, Corey and Jake Scott Jamie. coming to, from Oahu, Hawaii. Praise God. <laughs> All right. Hallelujah. Well, October is a wonderful month, and um, I believe October has a prophetic significance. Many people believe that Jesus will return in the month of October. I don't know if we're quite there yet, but hey, <laughs> Maranatha, Lord, come quickly. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. Let's begin with scriptures. Um, we'll do Matthew eleven eleven. Yes. Surely I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. No one greater than John the Baptist, born of women. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you and praise you for the word. We thank you for the people listening and viewing. Lord, touch their hearts, touch their minds, touch their spirit. Increase them in the knowledge and the favor of God. We love you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for your presence, your power, and your anointing. In your name we pray. Amen. Praise God. You know, there's some people that are very unique and quite significant throughout history. John the Baptist is one of them. The voice of one crying in the wilderness. I love that. A voice is something to be heard and listened to. Crying is hard to ignore if you've ever been about a crying baby. And the wilderness is a place of desolation and isolation, not given much attention. And this is where John's message came forth in the wilderness. The word of the Lord came to John, and he began to preach. Hallelujah. You know, the world needs to hear that voice today, now more than ever before. John's voice and message was a message uninfluenced by today's Madison Avenue standards. It was a straightforward message, unadulterated by the world and its evil influence. It was an uncompromising message to set the captives free. He would not be fashionable by today's standards. Did you know that? He wore camel skins, had a leather belt, and feasted upon locusts and wild honey. He didn't drink alcohol, nor cut his hair due to his Nazarite vow. He was great in the eyes of God. His message was was a message of repentance and forgiveness of sins. He baptized people in the River Jordan. He spoke of living a simple but fulfilling life and the command to give away to those in need. He said, seek the kingdom of God and follow Jesus with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Jesus said, as we mentioned, there was not one greater born of women than John the Baptist. Wow. Of course, Jesus would supersede that title, but he was conceived of the Holy Spirit, which makes him unique and the God-man. John was a mighty prophet, but you know, he didn't do any miracles because he was a forerunner of Jesus Christ 
who would be a mighty prophet in word and deed, who performed great and fantastic miracles that had never been witnessed before in history. I believe John the Baptist is significant in today's current Bible prophecy scheme. John stands between the Old Testament and the New Testament, binding the gap between the two testaments, ushering in a new kingdom found in Christ. Jesus said, I came to bring new wine in new wineskins. John was a forerunner to this new message. Malachi the prophet said God would send Elijah the prophet before the coming of the Lord and that great day of the Lord. Let's look at Malachi 4, 5, and 6. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great dread and dreadful day of the Lord. Hallelujah. A father's heart would return to his children and the children to the father's heart who would represent God in these last days. Luke wrote that John would come in the spirit and power of Elijah. Let's take a look at Luke 1, 15 through 17. And that's important because John came in the spirit and power of Elijah, even though he didn't do miracles like Elijah did, he still had the straight same power and force and influence that Elijah had, and maybe even to a greater degree, because he was that forerunner to Christ. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall neither drink wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And wow. he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. Praise God. So John's mission was to turn people to the Lord. The spirit of power and might is going to return to the church very soon, guys. That power has been missing in the church. Jesus said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses. We're praying for a great outpouring of the power of God. The spirit of Elijah will return to the body of Christ. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. And he will emerge in great supernatural power. Isaiah, perhaps the greatest prophetic book in the Bible, predicted the coming of one crying in the wilderness. The eccentric man called by God to preach the, to the earth for the coming of the Lord. Let's look at Isaiah 40, 3-5. And this is a watershed scripture concerning the prophecy of John the Baptist and his ministry. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make it straight in the desert, a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places will be made straight and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all the flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. You know, a lot of churches use advertising campaigns and different variety of ways of media and so forth to get the word out about their church and their ministry. John was this lonely man living out in the wilderness, feasting upon locusts and wild honey. And the Bible says the word of the Lord came to John. And when the word of the Lord came to John, the people came to John. He didn't have a, a billboard with neon lights. But the people were drawn by the power of the Spirit to come hear the message that John was preaching. And that's really how God moves. He, he moves upon people and they come to hear the word of the Lord. John was called, as we mentioned, to draw people back to the Lord and prepare for his glory. You see, we're going to see a great outpouring of, and a manifestation of the glory, the Shekinah glory of God. God is going to reveal himself in a very personal way very soon. You know, that's always been my desire that I might know the Lord intimately and personally and have a near relationship with the Lord. God is going to open up his presence and his glory 
for people to experience in this great move of God. Praise God. You know, many prophets had desert or wilderness experiences. We can name a few. We know Elijah went out deep into the wilderness. Moses uh, was on the backside of the desert, and there he was being prepared as a prophet of fire. Then there was David who was running from King Saul for 10 years in the wilderness. Remember En Gedi? We went to En Gedi. And there he was hidden in En Gedi amongst this oasis uh, away from the threat of King Saul. And then you've got John the Baptist himself going out into the wilderness and being prepared by the Lord to preach the gospel to preach the message. And then Jesus himself went out into the wilderness and he was tempted by the devil for 40 days and 40 nights. And then an interesting person, Paul himself, went into Arabia and there for three and a half years, he got revelation, hallelujah, uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ and the true gospel of Christ without compromise. And it was revealed to Paul and he wrote a good portion of the New Testament due to this revelation that came to him. So John's purpose was to make straight, straight the way of the Lord, a highway, I love that, for our God. Lift up the humble, bring low the proud and mighty, so that the glory of the Lord will be revealed. And this is what we need, guys, a revelation of his glory. What did Moses say? Lord, show me your glory. And God revealed a portion of his glory, his back parts, if you will, to Moses as he hit him in the cleft of the rock, pulled back his hand, and Moses saw a portion of the glory of God. And as a result of seeing that glory, his face shone with the presence of God, and the very anointing of God was upon him. You know, Jesus cried out too. Just like John, he said, if anyone's thirsty, let him or her come unto me and drink. For out of their innermost being, out of their spiritual being, would flow rivers, would gush torrents of living water. The call is out in the earth to drink of the living water, who is Jesus. And he promises to pour out an abundance of life and blessing. Let's read that description of Jesus crying out at the Feast of Tabernacles, right at the temple site in John seven thirty-seven through 39. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Praise God. And this he spoke of the Spirit, and the Spirit was to be poured out on the day of Pentecost. We're going to see Pentecost return to the earth, but twice Pentecost is coming. You guys are living in an amazing time right now. It's good to be alive. Check your heart. Make sure it's beating. Check your lungs. Still breathing. You are called. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, as we close today, I want to give you five evidences of this mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit. You say, Pastor, you've been preaching on this a lot. Yes, I have. But the Holy Spirit is moving on me as a prophet of God to tell you that the Spirit of God is going to move in the earth like never before, never witnessed in human history. Do you understand that? Now, we're seeing many firsts in human history right now in this generation. This very well could be the last generation before the return of Christ. We've seen the greatest viral pandemic excuse me, the world has ever seen. What a weird and fantastic and unusual pandemic we went through. But we've survived it. Many of us have survived this, praise God. 
And then we've seen an aggression of a civilized nation against another without provocation. And now we are on the greatest worldwide revival coming on the precipices of this great worldwide revival that's ever been witnessed among men and women coming on the heels of these terrible tragedies. You know, number one, it's going to get very loud <laughs> very soon. Heaven can be a loud place, and heaven is going to come down to earth like the days of heaven on earth. A rock sound, I've been preaching this, that we're going to hear a rock sound in the church, and it's going to shake the earth, and the earth is going to tremble and shake and rock at the sound of this music and worship. And there'll be stadiums filled with people worshiping God, jumping and dancing and pounding sound as earth is being shaken by the presence and power of God. Let's look at Psalm 98.4. Shout joyfully to the Lord with all the earth. Break forth into song, rejoice and sing praises. Shout quietly. Loud. Shout loudly. You're shouting, you know, now, shout Psalm 155. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with clashing cymbals. All right, there we go. And I've said that I feel like the drum sets, the drum kits are going to be out front. And we're going to hear this uh, loud rock sound as it ushers in this kingdom of God, this glory of God that will pour through stadiums and churches and outdoor arenas. And God's glory will be manifested. Let's look at Hebrews twelve twenty six. <coughs> Whose voice then shook the earth, but now he had promised, saying, yet, yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also heaven. See, this is prophetic. God said, I'm going to shake heaven and earth one more time. <laughs> We're going to see the earth shake once again in a way that has never been witnessed before. Number two, we're going to see mighty signs and wonders that will occur in this outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Mark sixteen twenty, And they went out and preached everywhere the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. See, some people are skeptical of signs. And uh, whenever there's usually a move of God, there are supernatural signs that occur. Certainly we see this in the ministry of Elijah and Elisha and Moses and, of course, Jesus and the apostles. And they did mighty miracles and mighty signs and wonders. These miracles will be evidence that God is in our midst and that he's moving. And it will be an outpouring of the Spirit of God in compassion for the sick. And miracles will occur like never have occurred before. They will astound the world. And we'll see on live TV people being healed, people being delivered, people being changed miraculously by the power of God. We'll see paralyzed people get up and walk. And I'm even going to go out on a limb and say we'll see dead people rise out of the morgue and come back to life. This is what God wants to do in these last days. Number three, millions will be saved. This is the last time when God's going to throw off the net of salvation. This is your last chance, guys, to come into the kingdom. You don't want to be left out. And millions will be saved during this outpouring. People will come from all walks of life. I predict Hollywood will be rocked by this move of God and the whole entertainment industry. And you'll see big names coming forth and preaching the gospel and speaking the word of the Lord. We'll see it in the political world. We'll see a change, a radical change in the political world. We'll see it in the sporting world, in the athletic world. It will affect the youth of this world, and they'll be on fire with the gospel of Christ. We'll see middle-aged 
middle age, I always say that, middle school age kids, we're talking like young teenagers, powerfully anointed of God doing miracles. How awesome is that? And number four, God will reveal his glory. Oh, Lord, bring your glory. Great stadiums, as I mentioned, will be filled to hear the word of God and be saved, healed, and delivered. And the glory of God will roll in and people will fall under this glory as God begins to heal, deliver, and change people's lives and save them by his power. Number five, the message of this revival will be the soon return of Jesus Christ. The word in the Greek is Maranatha. What does Maranatha mean? The Lord cometh or the Lord comes. And even so, we should pray, come quickly, Lord Jesus. May the spirit of John the Baptist and Elijah come upon our world very soon. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you and praise you for the power of the gospel, the power of the word of God that does not return void, but accomplishes that which you please and prospers in those you send it to. Now, Lord, prosper in those that are hearing and viewing this broadcast. Let them be touched by the power of God. For those of you that don't know Christ, if you died today, you wouldn't be in the presence of the Lord. You can change that right now. You can pray and receive Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. If that's you, pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Thank you for living on this earth, for dying on the cross, being buried, and then you rose again on the third day. I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. Forgive me for my sins. I repent for my sin, and I turn to you. Be with me, Lord, as I serve you and walk with you all the days of my life. In your name I pray. And for you believers that have slipped away, you're a backslidden Christian. You need to come back to Christ. You need to get close to God. The Lord is dealing with you in your life right now. There's things in your life happening right now. You know it's the Spirit of God working in your life. Hear the voice of the Lord and return to him, and he will return to you. Pray this prayer. Jesus, come near to me again. Draw close to me. I want to be your friend once again. I want to be close. I want the anointing of the Spirit on me. I want to use my gifts to glorify your name. In your precious name I pray. Amen. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. We hope you prayed those prayers. We hope you've been touched by these broadcasts. Keep listening and hearing the word of God. Thanks for listening. You can watch live every Sunday at 1030 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Facebook and Instagram. Find us at lnlighthouse.org. The five evidences of the outcry of the Holy Spirit are included in the episode notes. See you next time. God bless. 